Orla? <laughs> How are you? I can't believe I'm being uh, linked to Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Would you hate them? I love them. Um, no, I don't. But I have served them up every Christmas and at least two people at the table are like, no, absolutely not. Orla, I swear, when they come into shops at the beginning of December, I incorporate them in a couple times a week into my dinner. I love them. I'm, I think I'm in the minority there, but I love them. <laughs> oh, I like them. I call them little, they're like little cabbages. I think... People, it's it's a bit like prunes that people yes. kind of have associations with them, and then when they try them, they're like, actually, it's surprisingly good. I know they're just boiled to hell in the eighties. I think that's why a lot of people didn't like them. So Orla, that and everything else. <laughs> I know, nutritionist, dietitian Orla Walsh, and it's so lovely to have you on the show again. We always get a great reaction to you whenever you're on the show, and particularly around this time of year. And that's because a lot of common mistakes are made, and people decide that you know they're doing the right. They think they're doing the right thing with dietary choices, but they might not be. So, what are some of the most common mistakes? mistakes that we make at this time of year? At this time of the year, people kind of go into a restrictive mode and Mm -hmm. really, you know, dietitians are always trying to encourage people to include healthy things into their diet or include healthy things into their lifestyle, non-restrict. And you have to remember diet culture is a business. It's there to make money. Mm -hmm. And usually people fork over 128 euro per kilo that they lose. So like it is a lucrative business. And the problem with these restrictive silly diets is that when someone inevitably fails, because how could you stay on something so miserable? But when someone inevitably fails, it's pinned on them. It's like your fault. Yeah. So it's not just a money maker. It actually is horrible experience for the person to go through and then they feel a, a sense of shame afterward even though that they shouldn't it was the diet that failed them I so, suppose or is it really a case of thinking not about taking things out but putting good things in exactly like I don't hate resolutions but I don't hate the turn of the year and people resetting and when we look at it around 8% of New Year's resolutions last so what are those 8% of people doing right And they're probably being sensible about it and going, okay, what's a healthy change that I can make? What what are all the healthy changes? Maybe listing them out and then going, what's the lowest hanging fruit? What is the easiest thing for me to start doing? And just start doing that. And if you did that and even just picked a couple of things, you're much more likely to succeed. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. And I love when people make one change at a time because you make a change and then you feel the difference of that change. Yeah. So for example, if you weren't drinking enough water and you started drinking enough water, you feel that change. Maybe feel your energy better. You look at your skin and go, actually, my skin is better. Or your cognitive function improves or your heart rate comes down. So there's lots of these benefits that you can feel if you do one thing at a time. Absolutely. So would that be your best advice to get people back on track with eating habits is just to take it a step at a time? Exactly. And go for whatever is easiest to them. What is the most available thing to you? So people always kind of go, oh, I should be doing this. And I go, forget about what you feel you should be. List out all the healthy habits that you would like at some stage to be doing and pick the easiest one. Okay. Whatever it is, if it's having a piece of fruit at breakfast or adding a handful of nuts to your breakfast, something like that, then go for it and just do one thing at a time. And that's probably, you know, the, the people who are successful with the New Year's resolutions probably what they're doing. 
And I think that that is like, it's just the easiest thing to do when you, you decide. And like, I've made a few small changes. Like one is to get back to walking every day and walking quite far. But like that in the evening, I'm kind of like, okay, if I like, you know, alcohol is gone for the moment, but what is a healthy, nice drink to have? And like, I'm going to bed more restful and relaxed as well. And with my daughter in the morning, I'm like, yeah, that piece of fruit. I'm like, get that into you, girl. Um, but what about, what about kids though, Orla? Cause I know you specialize in this as well. And like treats and sweets, we all enjoy them across the Christmas period. And I'm assuming we should not panic about this obviously, but how can we get our kids kind of back in track? Well, firstly, if you felt like you did allow your kids to overindulge over Christmas, reflect on that. But there's absolutely nothing you can do about it now. So really just park it and move on. But certainly reflect and go, what would I like to do for next year? But at the moment, just go back to the basics. And some of the basics of kids' um, nutrition and lifestyle tips would be, firstly, are they taking a vitamin D supplement? And yes. from Halloween to Paddy's Day, they, they need to be taking five micrograms. But if they're brown skin kids, maybe a little bit more, 10 micrograms. And just remember, you provide the food and they decide whether they eat it or not. So yes. You kind of have no choice. <laughs> and really, the less you react, the better. Because, you know, sometimes the reaction, whether it's good or bad, is it's something that they're seeking. And then simply kind of equate green time with activity time. So okay. the prob- a big problem nowadays is kids are um, watching, like spending too much time with screens. So really you're kind of going, okay, well, if they've been out playing for the last two hours, I will actually give them some time in, at the screen, a bit of downtime. Nothing wrong with that. And it's healthier if they're doing it instead of individual screens, like they're there with their siblings yes. or their friends and are watching TV with you, something like that, something more sociable. So just equate screen time and activity time a little bit more. And finally, before I let you go, Orla, just your points of contact so people can get in touch with you. And you always have such great advice. I love your Instagram grid. I'm like, oh, that's what I need to do this week. So just give out your details. I'm just conscious that my last Instagram post was about farting. But it's Orla Walsh Nutrition, and that's my website too. Orla, thank you so much. We'll have you on again. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Today FM's Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Capri. Starting your day with a glass and a half of happy.